When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and of course on your smart speakers. This voice you're hearing clearly is not Greeny. I'm Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette, my hubby alongside as well. It's been a minute since we've done this, but we're going to try and figure out if we can get back back to doing it like we used to. Uh, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on Twitter at ESPN Radio. I'm at Shea Pepler. He's at Jordan Cornette. And of Max. course, the phone number is 888-CESPN. It's 888-729-3776. So we've been away. Usually we host on the weekends. Uh, had we're a baby. Coming we're coming back. We're coming back. Uh, had a baby, did some things, but um, we're going to get back. You had the baby. Yeah, well, you I was were... just there for moral support. That's, uh, hopefully more than moral support. Um, but we're going to get back to it. And today's a big day in sports because it feels like after the NFL winds down things wind down no that is not true because the NBA season is now winding down we've only got two days left of the regular season we're in Masters day two already and of course the NFL draft is approaching but we start here here we go only one place to start brings it into the front court for the Suns ball out between the circles edging over to the rough side here's the drive gets in underneath in the corner to Durant for three Shazam KD for three. 109-107. Suns lead it by two. And worth the four-minute mark left in the game. That's right. Suns beat the Nuggets last night, 119-115. No joker, no problem. And thanks to Arizona Sports 98.7 for that. Kevin Durant, 29-7-4. No big deal. Booker added 15 points of his own. Uh, eight boards, one dime, and then CP3, 25-6-2, and he had seven three-pointers, did CP3. Um, when you got a big three like that, it, it's hard to go away quietly. But, as I said, Nuggets were undermanned, yet still the Suns came out, and and uh, and it was a close game, which I think a lot of people didn't expect. The story, I guess, today, Jay, because we only have two days left in the NBA regular season. The play-in tournament actually starts on Tuesday. Like, NBA postseason is here. Crazy to even think about. But... Now we start talking about seeding and who's playing who and who do you want to face and how do you strategize for that? So as it sits right now, the Suns would be the four seed in the West. So right below them is the Clippers and and right now the Warriors. We'll get into that later on. The three seed is the Kings. Would you rather face the Kings who are a seed above the Suns right now? Do you strategize for that in these last two games? No, and I, I hate when we get into this situation where we talk about professional teams trying to decide who they want to avoid in order to advance further in the playoffs because at the end of the day, you're going to have to play the Suns. In, in a lot of ways, uh, the Suns are the threat. Denver's the threat. You can go through and say the Kings is a potential three seed or a threat. You, you can't worry about how we want to approach this and, and what we want to do win or lose-wise to, to tailor it towards the matchup we want in the playoffs. I think back to the Celtics who went all the way to the NBA Finals a year ago, and, and they didn't want – they didn't worry. They didn't get caught up, Shay, in, uh, okay, uh, we don't want to play Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. We don't want to play those Nets. We we, we want to seed out of the two so we don't have to play that seven-seeded Nets group. Uh, we don't want that smoke. Well, the Celtics 
we're the lone team in the East that said, hey, we're going to keep our head down, win games. We don't care who we draw because we know we can go marching through this thing and be the team that comes out of the East. That's the mindset I want from a team that's cut from that championship ilk, if you will. I don't want a team that's saying, oh, we don't want a piece of the Suns. Now I will acknowledge this. I wouldn't want a piece of the Suns at any point in these playoffs because I'm not going to put a bunch of stock in that win over a Nuggets team that sat for their five starters. That That's not a worthy conversation. What is interesting is that they are 8-0 when you've got Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in a lineup together. But bigger than that, Watching the Suns play, understanding who Kevin Durant is, as he's healthy, as he's got his legs, as he's clearly looking like Kevin Durant, when you thrust Kevin Durant into the proper culture with a big three, with talent, but adding culture to it, it's produced two world championships with the Golden State Warriors. With the Nets, they had the talent. They didn't have the culture. The locker room wasn't right. It was disjointed on the floor. He was young with the Thunder, and he still got them to an NBA Finals. But when you lift up one of the greatest talents in the game, and you thrust him into a place that is right, you're not just going, I know there's a lot of other things going on, but there's talent, so they'll win with talent. No, there's culture. There's a setup there with with this uh, Phoenix Suns team, and and I don't know how you look at the West and say the Suns aren't the team to beat. I agree with everything you're saying. The one thing I will say about Durant is they're a big enough sample size. I mean, the Nets were just a disaster all around. I think anyone would thrive outside of that environment because there was obviously a coaching change. There were personnel changes, a big three switch up, all injury issues. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong for the Nets did. And so, yes, no one can thrive in that situation. You would have put LeBron James on that Nets team. He still would have been a mess. Look at the Lakers the last few years. So I don't know that there's a big enough sample size to say that necessarily with Kevin Durant, but obviously the this, this Suns team is... Who do you like out of the West? Yeah, obvi- the Suns. Obviously. I don't think it's obvious. Well, I, a lot of people would say Denver is, is that team that, no. that's got the one, and they're the team it's got to go through. Yeah, I, A lot of people would say the Warriors are still dangerous. A lot of people no. would say, look at LeBron and AD coming as they no. get healthy, and this team's look different Stop. in the last Stop. few weeks. I don't care if you put the Lakers and the Warriors up against the Suns in a back-to-back with two-hour separation. I still think the Suns would smoke them in both situations. The Warriors can't win on the road, and that's part of the issue, too. If you look at Phoenix, they've won seven straight. They're undefeated when Kevin Durant is in the lineup at this point. Uh, He played over 40 minutes last night. That's the most in a regulation game so far this season, which can be a discussion for another time. Now the Suns have to face the Lakers in L.A. at 10.30 Eastern tonight. Lakers need to win out to try to avoid that play-in tournament, which again does start on Tuesday. And then they also need Golden State um, to lose one. Now Golden State's last two games are on the road, which they can't win on the road. And that is not saying... Something broad. That is just the truth. They have struggled minorly. I think they're hoping to hopefully get Andrew Wiggins back in the mix here to give them a little bit of a boost. Um, but if you avo- if you're the Warriors and you can have a little bit more time off, avoid that playing tournament. That only helps your chances of getting Wiggins back and back in yeah. the fold. Anyways, I-, I say all that to say this, Jay. Um, I agree with you in the fact that setting up yourself to avoid the Suns when you might have to play them later makes no sense at all. Yeah, and I just don't think that's a championship mentality. I I mean, the team that ultimately wins the world championship is a team that is capable of beating anybody in the association. And I think when you get caught up in those kind of things – you know, trying to avoid this, trying to avoid that, it, it takes yourself in a mentality that's that's not helpful. I also look at the Joker sitting with Denver, and I understand they're trying to get him healthy, but he's a guy that when he takes time off, 
I don't necessarily know with his body and his type that, that that's what you want. I think you want this guy continuing to play. I, I want him to be used to the run, getting up and down on the floor and playing up until you get into the playoffs. And as for that playoff, that play-in game that everybody's talking about the Lakers need to try to avoid, if they get the play-in game, so what? It's going to be one game. If you're telling me LeBron and AD in one game versus the Thunder uh, can't just win the first one so as not to have to play three of those to finally stave off and win one. I'm not buying that. Yeah. If the Lakers are truly dangerous, who cares if they end up at the seven seed? Go win one game, do one, don't have to play multiples versus what's probably going to be the Thunder as a 10 seed, and go advance into these playoffs and be the team that they've kind of looked like here down the stretch. Well, I I think it, it probably would more be about them getting more rest because if they don't have to play in that play-in game, then they get another week's rest. That's what I'm saying about It's the true, Warriors but again, game. it's one game. Right. It should be one game, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. It could be more if they don't take care of business in that first one, but go play one game right. against the Thunder. Is it the end of the world? No, I, his rest could be provided even more, absolutely. But I don't think it's one where you approach this and be like, you got to take care of business in these next two. The Warriors have to lose the game so you can get into that sixth slot. I don't think it's as monumental of a thing as people are looking at it like. So Jordan mentioned last night that, that uh, the Joker sat in that game, and yet Kevin Durant afterwards even said he couldn't believe how close the game was considering the Joker did sit in the Bruce Nuggets. Bruce Brown went off. The Nuggets weren't at full strength. But then on the other side, as I mentioned, Durant played his most minutes, got it, the, what do you say, the most tick? Is that how you say it? Yeah, you got the lingo down. Okay, got some he, tick. He got the most tick that he's But had. he needed to. All year long. Find rhythm. So it's two, okay, so it's two different perspectives here. You're playing your star, more minutes, more seconds that he's played at all this entire season. But Joker's been the guy since forever with Denver. I mean, he, he you don't need him in there for rhythm. I, I do think you need him in there for his own rhythm, but not for team chemistry. Uh, when you look at the Suns, this group is adamant about having to approach this like these are these are the games of the utmost importance because they're learning how to play with each other. Kevin Durant hasn't gotten a ton of tick, if you will, Shay, with this group. So as he's trying to fit in, you've got to kind of max out on his minutes to push the threshold, but also get him acclimated with a group that is still learning and going in late into the season. Now this is what's different. You have this kind of situation with the Nets because those guys were in and out of the lineup, and they're like, all right, we're going to thrust them into the playoffs. They'll figure it out. They yeah, got they swept. Didn't. They got yeah. swept by the Celtics. This is a different situation because you've got Chris Paul at the top managing that off the pick and roll. You've got a guy like DeAndre Ayton at the rim. you got Devin Booker on a wing. you got Kevin Durant on a wing. I mean, these guys all know how to play together. It's a sound, strong locker room with culture surrounding it. It's much like, and it's not quite the level of the Golden State Warriors because we're talking about a dynastic group group where you just plug Kevin Durant, one of the best players in the world, and you knew they were going to walk into championships. But it's not that far of a drop-off here where you're putting Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players in the world, with some Hall of Famers there in Phoenix and have a strong locker room for them to go get it potentially and get that hardware like Golden State was able to do a few times over with Kevin Durant. I have great faith in the Suns. Where I would put my money and I guess I'm telling you this as I'm looking right at you, yeah, because it's where our we mon- will put it's our, our money, money yeah, exactly. <laughs> is going to be on the Phoenix Suns. I do believe that they are the team to beat because it's a different type of experience, health, experiment involving Kevin Does Gray. health concern you at all when it comes to these big three and the Suns in general? Because I feel like as we come down 
the wire and we get closer to the like whenever there's all this anticipation obviously we've seen issues with chris paul in the past and you know durant being healthy does that concern you at all considering you're like mortgaging our future i'm just i'm exaggerating he would never do that i would never do that you don't have to look (laughs) deep into my soul as you say that i just wouldn't like you would never do that right no i think the issue of health is a greater issue with the lakers i think with the nuggets as i look at the suns i think it's a tick below that but yeah i mean health it matters greatly with these teams it's a grind this is an entirely different season and everything's amplified that's why i just don't know with a team like the kings who've had a great year i mean they're probably going to end up maybe around at the three at the three slot what an incredible year what a great job they've done but yet still they've never done it in the postseason it's a different beast i mean we've seen these teams who've been upstart and have come into the playoffs i'm like well look at their record look what they've done in 82 it's different playoffs are different and I just can't get behind the Kings team who's had a magnificent year, have a ton of talent, love their style in which they approach the game. I just can't believe in that in the playoffs because I haven't seen them there before. Interesting coming from a Bengals fan. We're going to shift gears to the NFL because Ooh, the Bengals had never been fire. had never been in the postseason and done what they did two years ago. And look now, now they're a mainstay. We are going to switch gears and go to the NFL next. But Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Never? Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save, early, save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could been save so- you hundreds on your car insurance. <laughs> What are you saying? You said never been in the postseason. What are you talking about? Never won? That's how I should word it. Never won in the postseason. We have won in the postseason. I Just men- get to break. I mentioned a switching gears to the NFL. Is one team starting to prepare for life without their starting quarterback? Perhaps. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. 
NFL Draft is coming up in just a couple of weeks. And, of course, there are so many teams, more than I can ever remember in at least recent years past, that have question marks surrounding their quarterback. Not my Bengals. Situation. <laughs> Not your Bengals. Uh, Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette, filling in for Greeny here. By the way, shout Friday. out to Greeny and Hembo. I mean, what a great day for them. I know. I know. I'm, ex- I'm excited On the for Today Show pushing their book, that's fantastic. And I heard Greeny, I think it was yesterday, I was driving in the car, I was listening to him, and he was saying how he's had such great feedback um, from the book thus far. So so that's amazing. ESPN and the Radio. book has got your number, by the way. Thank you. Uh, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Shifting our attention here to the NFL, because as I mentioned, the draft is coming up. One of the big question marks this offseason has not only been Aaron Rodgers, but of course Lamar Jackson and what's going to happen. Asked to be traded. He has fully acknowledged that. Um, the Ravens have not made a decision if they're going to pay him and keep him or they are going to move forward. Here's the thing for me, Jay, in terms of the Ravens. Um, with Lamar, they win games. Without him, they simply don't. At 24 games with him, 10 without him. Points per game is almost 10 points higher. Yards per game, not that much of a difference, but their win percentage is almost double. Like, they're better with him under center. So what are you going to do? You can go get someone that's going to replicate that same sort of success? Well, I think the issue, obviously, is with Lamar is health and being able to stay healthy on the field. The other side of it is Lamar's also been able to do so much with so little for his entire career. I mean, this is literally a team you go, well, yeah, I like Baltimore's chances because of dot, 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 Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews and a little bit of a defense. And that, that's been the identity. As for this entire franchise, it is tailored around Lamar Jackson. I mean, me as a Bengals fan in that division, I look and say, hey, if Lamar goes, that's a couple years of futility there in the north for the Ravens. And that kind of props up a team that I support. So if you look at this, this is an incredibly interesting situation for this franchise and how this goes because it could set them back a few seasons. Correct. And of course, you're paying extra close attention if you are an AFC North fan. Let's bring in Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. Of course, he's got the pulse on all of this. Jeremy, thanks for being with us. Long time, no talk. Um, Okay, let's focus in on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because that press conference the other day, very weird. Uh, They're dodging questions about Lamar, essentially. They don't want to talk about it. They want to focus in on the draft. And so does it seem like to you, the Ravens maybe are starting to prepare for life without him yeah hey shane jordan great to be with you and yes uh it is certain that they are in full contingency mode at quarterback uh, they've been looking even dating back to march and for agency they got pretty close to baker mayfield tried to sign him they were in on jacoby Brissett before he signed with washington so uh, they are looking at all options knowing that if lamar jackson wants to sign the franchise tag tender on a one-year deal, $32 million, um, they are open to him coming back. And yes, in an ideal world, they have wanted to re-sign him to an extension for years, but they just aren't willing to budge on the guaranteed money, and it's gone sour. Like, the, the relationship is not great right now. Hasn't been for a while. They don't know if he's even going to sign the tag or show up for the season. Uh, all those threats are very real. So Baltimore is looking. They're looking in the draft. I've talked to other teams that believe that the Ravens are doing their due diligence on a lot of different quarterbacks, and we'll see where it goes. Jeremy, what do you make of just a few days ago, the Baltimore Ravens pre-draft press conference had head coach there, general manager, director of player personnel, 
questions repeatedly come up about the elephant in the room, the most obvious thing, their star, Lamar Jackson, and questions get cut off. They skirt around what is the most obvious issue. Uh, it just seemed like they fumbled the entire thing. What did you make of uh, the mess that was that pre-draft press conference? Just to not speak on it. It seemed to me yeah. like this is a group that is totally confused. Yeah, I think they were just trying to draw a hard line because they've answered Lamar questions for the better part of two years now on this. But GM Eric DaCosta and head coach John Harbaugh, they've seen a lot of different variations of questions, controversial questions for the better part of 10 to 15 years. Like They, they know how to handle themselves. So I was a little surprised they were shut down so quickly. But I think they're just – Baltimore really doesn't know what else to say. They've, they've said yeah. multiple times that they believe in Lamar being their quarterback. They'd like to re-sign him. It just hasn't come together. So I, I think they're a little exasperated, and there's not much more they can do. You know, um, So they're just sort of waiting – to see if another team makes an offer, which they haven't yet. I guess the one team that does seem to kind of be in the mix, by the way, we're talking to Jeremy Fowler right now, our ESPN NFL reporter here on Greeny. Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette, filling in for the filling in for the Greeny. Works fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the one team that does seem to kind of be in these conversations about Lamar Jackson here, Jeremy, is the Colts, who have the number four pick in this draft. They could They could trade that, and they could get Lamar. Does that seem to be a marriage that would make sense, Lamar going to the Colts? Possibly. I, I haven't sensed much momentum on that, okay. due in part to all you have to give up. You know, it's, it's the full guarantee. Now, maybe Lamar at this point is willing to be flexible on the guaranteed money, but I don't get that sense. So you're looking at, you know, 230 to $250 uh, million dollars guaranteed, plus giving up two first-round picks on an offer sheet uh, on the non-exclusive franchise tag. Or maybe you can work out a different type of sign-and-trade with Baltimore, but – it's just a lot for a team that has the number four pick where you know you can get one of the top four quarterbacks. Uh, there's a fairly sizable drop-off after those top four in the eyes of most NFL evaluators and teams I talk to. So if you can get one and you don't have to give up anything to do it, you know, it, it probably makes some sense. So, um, you know, Anthony Richardson certainly would be an attractive option there mm-hmm. at number four. And, you know, it, that would be a dream scenario for the Ravens if Indy could step up and do a trade with them. Uh, maybe they could trade future picks and not this year's picks. Uh, but right now, it's just there's not a lot of push uh, really from any team uh, to acquire Lamar Jackson right now. You never know how this quarterback uh, in the quarterbacks that are available in this draft eligible that is entering the draft. You always hear, you know, all different types of smoke signals, as you're keenly aware of, Jeremy, where, oh, this guy's a second round guy. Will Levis, a lot of question marks here. He's dropping. Uh, but just at 22. The Baltimore Ravens, that's where they're slotted at in the first round. What availability, what quarterback are you looking at, and is it quarterback they go if this Lamar thing doesn't work out? I'm sorry, are you talking about Indianapolis? For, no, I'm, I'm. excuse me, for the Baltimore Ravens, who sit there at 22 in the draft. Uh, is, there even a, is there even a quarterback at that level that they could grab that could be a guy that, that maybe if you're moving on from Lamar you go with? Well, it would have to be Hendon He's really the, widely considered the fifth quarterback in this draft, and mm-hmm. after him, there's a drop-off. So uh, that's the guy. And if he squeezes into the first round, it's, that's why. It's a supply and demand issue. So assuming Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback, still goes in the top ten, which most teams I talk to still believe that, even though he could slip a little bit. Uh, then you have Hooker, who is considered a day-two prospect by most, but you can get pushed up knowing a team can draft you in the first round. And then they have your rights for up to five years – with the fifth-year option the first-round picks get. So that can be attractive, considering he's got an ACL that he's recovering from. He can sit for a year. Um, and teams like his makeup, and, and he's done well in the process. 
So, you know, Baltimore, maybe a team like Minnesota that's in transition with Kirk Cousins, who's in the final year of his deal. Um, those could be a few teams that are at least looking around. All right, let's go to Tyreek Hill. He was on a podcast, and this this kind of came – when I first heard this without listening to the context, I was annoyed by it. Jeremy, <laughs> full disclosure, by the way, talking to Jeremy Fowler, our NFL reporter. Um, but it was in, in the context of the conversation. So he essentially said he's only planning on playing for two more years, and then he's considering retiring, wants to go into other things. He doesn't see – longevity in the NFL. And so with that being said by Tyreek Hill, who obviously now is the main weapon in uh, with that Dolphins franchise, is a big reason why they've had such success. Does that mean their window is, is right now? And does that increase the pressure on this team for the immediate future? Yeah, Shay, it very much feels like the Dolphins' window is two years because right. that's how they're structured right now. They gave two at Tagovailoa, that fifth-year option. So he's under contract for two more years this year on the rookie deal, and then that option of $23 million. So that's really two years, $28 million, uh, for a player who was productive last year. If he can stay healthy, Dolphins feel like that's a good investment. You know, they trade for Jalen Ramsey. They give him new guaranteed money. Uh, that deal is essentially for two years. Um, they get Big Fangio, who's on a three-year deal. But, uh, you know, everything is sort of structured for, for that. They feel like they have the roster to get it done either this year or next year. And, and uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the thinking, at least. 29 years old, in two years he'll be 31. So with his speed, it's hard to keep that up when you get into your 30s. So all of that makes sense, uh, certainly for this year and next year, for them to really attack it aggressively with a good roster. Well, let, let's stay with, with star wideouts, and let's go to OBJ, one of the most coveted guys in this free agency class. I know, Jeremy, you, you've been on the, the belief that he's going to become a New York Jet, at least if you could project. From what I believe I've heard from you, uh, knowing that the, the Aaron Rodgers mix is we're here on Greeny's show, I, I know it's been a hot-button issue. Get this done with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but do you believe that OBJ maybe even comes before Aaron Rodgers in becoming a New York Jet? Well, I know there's been mutual interest, and – I know Odell Beckham has offers uh, from both the, the Jets, I, I think the Jets, uh, from all that I've heard. You know, I've, I haven't heard a firm offer, but they're sure. certainly, they're involved. And other teams as well. You know, they're trying to sign up. But uh, the, the problem is with him being 30 years old with two ACLs mm. on the same knee, teams are a little reluctant to give him that big money. So he seems willing to wait for the right contract. It might have to be like a $6 million to $8 million deal with incentives to push it up to 12 or 15 million and kind of make it look better on paper, dress it up a little bit. Um, so that, that's really been the holdup, but certainly Odell has interest in playing with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, And that interest is mutual from Rodgers and from the Jets. So, uh, but, but they also have a lot of receivers that they've added with McCall Hardman and, and, uh, and Alan Lazard and others. So uh, I don't get the sense the Jets are strained to really get it done. Uh, you know, Baltimore has been looking, High and fast for wide receivers, funny enough. They're looking for quarterbacks and receivers, even if they don't actually have Lamar Jackson. Um, so that could be a threat for Adele as well. I don't know if that's a good thing, that you're looking for quarterbacks and wide receivers. Well, like, I don't think that's me, necessarily a good thing. Let me ask something crazy here, Jeremy. Cam Newton, look, he's not a he's not a solve-it-all kind of guy. We know he's far past his prime, but would Cam Newton be an option for the Baltimore Ravens? I would be pretty surprised. You yeah. never know. They have Tyler Huntley still. You know, they can draft a quarterback. That's intriguing. Yeah. I think he can still play. As he said, ain't 32 better than me. You know, so maybe <laughs> Baltimore will need that advice. But I just I, I get the sense teams have moved on uh, from yeah. Cam Newton. Fair enough. All right, Jeremy Fowler, good stuff as always. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you later, buddy. That's Jeremy Fowler, our ESPN NFL reporter, joining us here on Greeny. Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette filling in. And so there's a lot to unpack there, Jay, but let's start here with the situation. I think the two biggest intriguing storylines of where they're going to end up and what they're going to 
what's going to happen with them outside of the quarterbacks, meaning outside of Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, is OBJ. Does he actually find his way on a roster? Look, this is a guy who didn't play last year at all. Jeremy's right. He's coming off two knee injuries. He's older. I don't love the fact that he's on social media and we're talking about money. Like, I don't want to talk about money with you right now, bro. Like, work out with some teams, figure out what's the best fit for you, and let's go forward from there. Last time he was on the field, he was the best player on the field. And you know what game that was? That was the Super Bowl. Yes, yes, yes. That was the Super Bowl. I understand, but it was – but – Yes, I agree with you. But he's had injuries since then. Of course. Then. No, of there was course. A, there's not a lot of rosters comprised the same way that Rams roster was, where there were stars at every position in every phase of the game. It, it, and maybe, yes, he could go to the Jets, and they already have. You know, He doesn't have to be the number one wide receiver there. They already have a good run game. They might have Aaron Rodgers under center. They have a good offensive line and a good defense. Like He's built up to succeed there. Cooper was number one with the Rams, and he worked as the number two and elevated himself in the biggest True. game in that Super Bowl. was on his way to becoming the MVP if it wasn't for the injury. True. True. So there could be, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to can he command? Does he deserve the type of money he wants in probably the years he wants? And is he healthy? Given that he's not healthy and he's old. Exactly. Older. Older. Now, older. I will say this about OBJ, too. Um, I asked our researcher the other day on SportsCenter, like, hey, can you tell me what kind of immediate impact he made when he moved basically to the Browns and then when he moved to the Rams, okay? Because he, he, he's been on a lot of rosters now at this point. Forget what he did with the Giants. We understand how good he was when he was there in New York. He had a receiving touchdown in three of his first four games when he was with the Rams in 2021. So, And, of course, they had a new quarterback there in Matthew Stafford. Sean All McVay. of the things. Sean McVay. Yeah. So, like, he's able to adjust quickly. The biggest question mark with him is do you pay him the money he wants with the injuries Let me that ask he you has. this, Shay. If you put OBJ with Aaron Rodgers and the other weapons that are there with Brees Hole in that backfield, you don't believe that with the workload not being thrown entirely on him that he's not going to thrive as an option with one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen in Aaron Rodgers? This sounds like a, a nice fairy tale. I don't know. I don't know how healthy he if is. If you had to guess, you would say, yeah, I, love yeah, I, would Jordan, lo- I, I think that would work. You know your wife. I love, I love, love. I love, I love when everything works out the way it's supposed to. Like I would love, especially being a Bears fan. Let Aaron Rodgers go to the Jets and let him thrive with OBJ in New York. Sure, that sounds great. But there's so many question marks that surround that. I wouldn't pay him the amount of money he wants. No, no, no I, th- way. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Is can he come off of what would be a fair deal for both sides involved? But for him being a guy that can in enhance a roster, become a legitimate piece and weapon for a group that's trying to go win a championship. Absolutely, I think he fits. But the money and the agreement has to be right. But I don't. there's not a question to me coming off of that Super Bowl, which was a few years ago, I understand that, that this guy with a mitigated workload can't be a big-time piece. Agree. The other question you asked uh, Jeremy at the end there that I thought was a good one was about Cam Newton. Now, look, I know Cam Newton thinks that he's better than 32 starting quarterback. He ain't a starting quarterback anymore in this league. I was, did I not beat the drum for Cam Newton over and over? I had to, like, eat my words. I, I did it too often. But I will say this. When he was in New England, forget, forget the Panthers now. That's just, it was horrible. It was horrible. In New England and no, when he went back. But in New England, there were a lot of times where he was pulled in late-game situations. He was scolded by Bill Belichick. He, he, he made mistakes and admitted to him. He proved that he's okay with taking a little bit of a back seat, that he wasn't some egotistical starter. Because there's no seat for him in the front. To me, I just asked that in jest, really, because I was curious if Jeremy would have anything more on, oh, yeah, there's actually a deep interest in Cam. Cam is is a legend in the game. In his prime, he was a monster. That prime is long gone. 
He's not a guy, a quarterback, that makes any team in the NFL better. Is he a backup for emergency situations if things go awry for a franchise? Absolutely. I mean, it usually reeks of desperation when you tap in to a backup quarterback and when a franchise guy goes down. But in terms of being a starter in the league, I do believe there are 32 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton. Yeah. I, I do. I, I agree with that. He's a, To me, he's a true backup. And maybe he's a backup to Tyler Huntley with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know. But I don't think that he he's going to go out and make a difference. I just – Baltimore, it, there's no story more intriguing in the NFL right now than this Baltimore Ravens spot. Uh, just because Lamar Jackson, I do – look, I, I'll go back to the Colts. If I'm the Colts and I'm looking at the NFL and I'm saying, hey – with our run game with JTT, Lamar Jackson, and our offensive line performs better than it has in recent years, I believe that Lamar Jackson can finally be the cold solution at quarterback. As I look at the quarterbacks in this draft, who are, who are the Colts end up going with? Anthony Richardson? If I'm looking at Anthony Richardson and Lamar Jackson, give me Lamar Jackson any day of the week. That's just me. I can't make more swings and misses if I'm the Colts, though. I'm done with the swings and misses. It's been three years. Well, there's years no solution it. currently, right? Uh, well, there's no rebuild, answer right now. Rebuild. Start from the draft and rebuild. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Day two of the Masters underway from Augusta. Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and we are on your smart speakers. I'm Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette, also filling in for Greeny on a Friday, uh, I'm going to say morning. It's still morning everywhere. In the uh, yeah. yeah, it's morning. Isn't everywhere. It? It's, not, it's not noon yet. Feels like the afternoon to us. Because guess who's got a tea time at 12.50 today? Yeah, it's like we go off the air and Jordan goes straight I'm teeing to the off course. about the same time as Xander Shoffley, one of the guys I have to win the majors, uh, to win the Masters, who is uh, six off the the top so my husband finishes covering college basketball okay so he's on the road he's traveling all the things and then he comes home and the day he returns home from covering the tournament he gets a text that i'm on i don't know why this person copied me hey want a golf course opens tomorrow want a golf i said is this happening we just get home from working and now the golf course is open but i don't understand why you don't want to get involved in golf like i'm very inviting like i'd love to enjoy this hobby this passion of mine with my wife you have zero interest in coming over to my side but i watch hgtv with you at night you watch hgtv for 10 minutes sometimes and it's usually right before we fall asleep to like turn off the brains. I just believe marriage is a compromise. I don't and have... things that I love should be things that you love. Much like everything that you like, I like. No. You dislike it, I dislike it. You don't like that person, I hate that person. You want to do this, I do What's this. What's happening here? 
I don't have five hours of compromise in my life. How long does it golf? It's never been a five-hour run. Four hours of golf. I don't have time. I don't have the time. I just don't have the time. Anyways, ESPN Radio. Or the Radio. athleticism. <laughs> or the that, focus. Don't, don't test or the That is not span. true. <laughs> ESPN Radio is very competitive. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette, and our bickering filling in for Greeny here this morning on ESPN Radio. It is day two of the Masters. Um, and we're going to get into a little bit about what's going on. There's some weather going here, the leaderboard, all those things. But yesterday, Sergio Garcia was asked about the, the situation between, I don't know if you want to call it the competition or the rivalry or the controversy surrounding Live Golf. And Sergio Garcia basically clapped back. Here's what he had to say. How normal did it feel coming back here and playing and just concentrating on your game? I mean, totally normal. Yeah. Just, you, guys, good, you, guys, yeah. you guys need to stop it. I mean, you guys are making a big deal out of this, and it's you guys. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, I've had nothing but great things from every single player that I've talked to. So just please stop it and just talk about the Masters. I mean, <laughs> this is who Sergio is. I mean, Sergio is... Is always a guy who who leads with a level of arrogance and tries to shoot down a fully legitimate question. This isn't his tour. He's a live golfer. He's playing in the PGA on a tour that he's not a member of technically anymore. He's a live golfer. He decided to take the money grab. It's a fair question to be asked. There's dissension amongst the ranks of golfers. Now, there's a brotherhood there. I'm sure there's guys who enjoy Sergio, who enjoy DJ, who enjoy Brooks. There's also a faction of these guys who feel like, hey, you've tried to take a shot at our brand. You are the ones who who decided to go chase the money over here, and I'm no judge. I'm not going to get inside another man's pockets. But to act like it's not a thing is a level of indifference and arrogance that is is very easy to see through. Like, Sergio, it's a thing. Uh, But bigger than that, Shay, and it's probably the the biggest story to me coming into the weekend – uh, Brooks Kepka, who's at the top of the leaderboard, we'll have a little bit more on that a little bit later on when Michael Eves joins us, uh, who's finally healthy. But this is a live golfer. If Brooks Kepka is a guy that ends up winning this Masters and he's fully got a chance because he's healthy and we know who he is when he's healthy, this would be huge for Liv. This gives Liv a little bit more of those eyes and reminds everybody, hey, Brooks, you know this immense talent? He's on our tour, the one that nobody's watching. Maybe that drives people over, but to have that presence is a win for Liv because, quite frankly, right now, PGA is winning this battle between Liv Golf because everybody's still watching. And maybe it's a little bit of the PGA saying we still need those Liv golfers. Uh, but Brooks Kepka. <laughs> Ooh, baby. So speaking of the leaderboard so far today, now Brooks has teed off, as has Jason Day. So Brooks is at the top right now. He's 10 under, um, 3 under today so far. Jason Day, 7 under, 2 under so far today. Victor Hovland at 7 under, and then John Rahm there rounding out the top four right now at the Masters at 7 under. But Brooks Kepka, the first guy to reach a double-digit number, um, being at 10 under and at the top of the leaderboard. And so you mentioned it. He's... He's, he's coming. He's, he's coming. coming. You'll be happy to know our, our great friend, uh, the the great Jenny Dell over at CBS Sports, just texted us both and said her husband, who's a friend of mine, Will Middlebrooks, does a great job with Nesson, a Boston Red Sox fame, says he asked her to go play golf. She also declines. Because I just don't we, get it. We I don't have get it. Children, we can't just leave for four hours it. to go swing golf clubs and. Jenny, to I've the lost respect church. for you as well in this. One. I mean, come on. Um, I will say this really quick. Brooks Kepka is the guy to watch going into this weekend. I have John Rahm. He's right there. I do believe Xander Shoffley has a chance, but a healthy Brooks Kepka. We've not seen him look like this in a few years. He's back. 
All right, Greenie is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. So Jordan and I, obviously, we were talking about the Masters a little bit. There's some weather coming to Savannah. We're going to dive further into some Masters talk in just a little bit as day two of the Masters is underway from Savannah. More Greenie on the other side. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.